Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, maybe elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Maybe full elder. And maybe disbarred. You could be You could be pulled. Is that, is that called disbarred or no. what do you call it? No. Dismembered? Dismemberment? No, no, it's not. No, there's nothing like that. Dis- if, if for some reason you were pulled out of or denied uh, to become an elder, you would just uh, you just not be anything. You'd, you'd just not be an elder candidate anymore. It would just stop. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be like a, an officially bad thing, mm-hmm. you know, unless you really messed up and went to church discipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What? No, I have a joke in my head, but I know I can't say it. Okay, well then don't say it. I know. That's why I'm not. Go. All right. Now, you've got some big stuff going on uh, here real soon. Yep, pretty soon. Heading on over to uh, Disney World with the family. Going to have a nice little vacation. Is that what uh, rich people do? They go to Disney World? Yeah. I'm going to be uh, – actually, I'm thinking I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have coffee. I'm trying to meet up with uh, Jeff Landon over at Mission Aware. The dude oh, yeah. was super helpful. Yeah, you told me he got you all kinds of like uh, inside info on exactly. Disney. Exactly. Is it I'm Disney World or Disneyland? Disney World. Disneyland is in California? Yes. Okay. So he gave me the inside scoop on what to do and what not to do. Uh, and it was, it was a long, that dude, that dude spent some time researching and yeah. getting me a whole, compiling me a whole thing. Yeah. He's a, he's thorough. Very thorough. So thanks, Jeff. I'm looking forward to yeah, hanging out with him. Uh, and he's even willing. He's like, Hey man, I know you're with your family. How about I'll drive into the park. I'll meet you somewhere there. And we'll, you know, I feel like he might have ulterior motives. He wants to just hang out with the Foco. Uh. The man is just a very. I think sociable... he wants to get in on the D and D empire. No, stop that. That's I, what think, I, think. I just think. I think he's I like. Think, I can land the I big think, fish. No, 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 no. Well, Joe big. Oh, big. Yeah. Is that a fat joke? No, D and D. We're big. Fish. He's he's okay. used to playing with I'm the minnows. Like I, uh, I don't think that's the way. Happy I don't Rand. Think, I think Jeff Reform is pu- just. He's just a really relational he is a, person. He's a really good guy. He's been really very wants generous. to help out. Has been very supportive of us. Even so. way before the podcast, he would just send stuff just because he's he's a generous guy. Love that. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with him. And then you're gonna go and hang out with like Shai Lin in Philly. Well, I'm hoping to, but Shai don't return my, my tweets. Or... He didn't return my text either. He didn't return my... Hey, Shai. Well, I, I sent him a... I, I sent him a... Uh, I poked him Oh, that's... Don't do that. You no, can't poke? No. No, poke, poke's the way no, to go, isn't it? No, I don't even know why that's on there. I don't think people do that anymore. Well, I think everyone does it. I, I think everyone listening now, should we go right now and poke Joe Thorne? Oh, you are going to get it. Poke Joe. Okay. Joe loves to get poked. Okay. So, anyways, I, I poked Shy and he hasn't responded. Uh, hey, and I'm it, it, if respond. somebody, if you guys know, uh, we've hung out with Shy before. He's a really good guy. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's going to be in town. He would love to talk to Shy about some really good stuff for the podcast. So, um, let's, let's see if we can make that happen. Tweet out Shy. Tell him to get on D and D. Come on, Shy. What about you? What do you got going on? Uh, let's see. Uh, well, in March, I'm going to go speak at a men's conference. You know, I don't remember what it's called. It's is that the one in uh, Southern Illinois? It's in Carbondale, Illinois. Oh, that's with Jared Sparks. Yeah, Jared Sparks, Christ Church, Carbondale. It's mm-hmm. me and Scott Thomas yep. and somebody else. I can't remember right now, um, but it's going to be good. It's going to be a good time. But you get to know who you get to hang out with. Uh, Jared Sparks and Jordan Sparks and their baby. And I don't know. Are you kidding me? What are you talking about? Daniel Hoy. Oh, of course. Of course. Come on now. Okay, well, you he... need to go hang out with the Hoys. Okay, so listen, Dan. You need to go play with the Hoy Hoys. Dan Hoy is a dear friend. Uh, I've known him for years Yeah, and but you years. forgot all about him. Well, you no, put, I'm thinking you put, like. You put Jared Sparks, Jordan Sparks, Baby Sparks, all before Daniel Those Hoy. are the only people I know in Carbondale. But Daniel, because Dan, I want you to Dan know. And, and Micah just moved there. I want you to know, Hoy, I, I think of you. I pray for you and your family. I don't, uh, I don't really do and that. And I just want you to know 
that uh, if I was heading down to Carbondale, I would make it a priority to hang out with you. Well, we've already got a set up. I'm hanging out. I'm well, hanging apparently out. Apparently not. You weren't even. Came all right, all right, all right. Name. What do we? What do we? Let's get out of. Nobody cares about this. What are Nobody we talking cares about? about this. No. No one cares that you are a terrible friend to Daniel Hoy, who you've known for how many years? I don't know, like two years or something. It's been longer than that. <laughs> no, it's, it's been, been like... it's been since uh, the nineties. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, today... I knew I knew Dan when he was kind of a thug and kind was, of was looking to get into fights. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, Dan, Dan is not afraid. Dan's a war, Dan's a war vet. Dan's a serious Christian dude, filmmaker, artist. But he's just awesome all the way around. But the dude can carry himself, and uh, yeah, there was a there was a time where I think he was. If somebody wanted to fight him, I don't think Dan would have tried to get out of it. I think Dan would have just jumped on it. Well, Dan, next time I see you, you know, I want to fight. Yeah, I want to wrestle around. I want to thumb wrestle. Oh, okay, don't do that. Why well, I can't thumb wrestle? No, nobody. Listen. What are we talking about today? We're going to talk about church membership. Ooh. Dumb is that even biblical? What do you mean is it even biblical? Church, nothing in the Bible about church membership. What doesn't? Well, nothing in the Bible that says Trinity. The word Trinity is not there, but, but the Bible does talk about membership in the local congregation. Yeah, we're going to talk about it because uh, I feel like there are people that I know that are good people, and they actually have pretty good churches or really good churches, but they don't have formal membership, which I think creates some problems. But then there are people that have some just some pretty nutty ideas uh, about the whole thing. Some people take church membership too far. And other yeah, people yeah. really don't. Uh... So, before, so before we even get into this, though. Because right. um, right, I have some ideas on membership. I want to discuss a couple different avenues of membership. Go all ahead. right. Well, let's talk about what it's not. All right. All right. All right. So church membership. A lot of people think church membership, and they think membership as it relates to our culture. Right? Like uh, church membership is like a gym membership. Okay. Okay. So uh, obviously – Obviously, I do not belong to a gym. Obviously, so, uh, but a gym, but I do, I, but I have belonged to a gym. I never, I yep. never used it very often, but uh-huh. I, have, I have been a member. So, and what does that then mean for when you mean when you're saying it's not like a gym membership? Well, people, I think not. some people, when they equate membership with an organization where you pay a due and uh, you go there for some kind of singular purpose. Yeah. So I pay fifty bucks a month and I go to the gym and I can work out there. I can go when I want. There's no real commitment outside of the money. I don't have to invest my – the level at which I invest myself is completely up to me. Well, that's not what church membership is like. It's not like no. that. And it's not like a country club membership. Yeah, now, Obviously, kinda... Jimmy is the kind of guy that would belong to a country club. Yeah. Well, no, obviously not. Well, you'd work there. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. So, okay, so when you say it's not like a country club membership, it's not. you're not just there for the status to just hang out and, and – the social aspect of it. Right, right. So c- people think country club, and most most people don't belong to country clubs. No. And uh, we all kind of have, you know, the closest that most of us got was watching Caddyshack. Uh, you know, we, we the country. And Caddyshack, too. Mostly just Caddyshack, though. Caddyshack, too, is okay. I don't even remember it. Oh, uh, okay. So we, um, but we think of, of a country club as a sort of a closed group, right? It's yeah. A, it's a very elite, private group where... Uh, you have relationships and you have some affinity. You have some some common interests, but again, it's uh, that that has a different vibe and feel to it than what the church is supposed to be about. I mean, clearly there are there are major major differences. But yeah. when we're talking about membership itself, we're not thinking about oh well, you pay to belong. That's like the country club membership. Yeah. You pay to belong. That's not the church membership. And what's like the other kind of membership that most people might be familiar with? Are, it's like the Costco membership. Yeah, right? yeah. Shop. And a lot of people think of church that way. I'm, I'm coming here for religious goods and services. Yeah, get, get out. And also, you know, get kind of what I want and leave the rest behind. Right. And I want it, yeah. You got to shop. Come to shop. So I throw some out. money that way. I've had, I've had new Christians ask me, so how much should I be giving to the church? Is, like, like, is it like a gym, like 50 bucks a month? They, 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 they say that. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then you say, no, 
yeah, probably fifty percent of your paycheck. That's, uh, that's really what we're paycheck. talking about. Um, and so, no, we talk about generosity and giving and how it works, and mm-hmm. that you know, I don't believe the scripture teaches a, a, tithe, a tithe for New Testament yeah. churches, but that there ought to be giving. Um, so, when we're talking about membership, mm-hmm. how do you how do you think about it positively? What would you say church membership is? Well, I think it, it, it for at the local level. I mean, I think it's the the recognition that certain people make up a local church that it's people that are uh, they're working together on mission. You know, we talked about that a little bit in the past and it can't just be, otherwise it can't just be that. Otherwise you're talking about like a, uh, what do you call that? Uh, it could be a parachurch. Like a parachurch. Yeah. 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 So, but so it's not just local people on mission, but under the leadership of the biblical church, Officers, right, right. right? Like I like elders that. and, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, that's that's really good. In fact, I like that you said it's the recognition of certain people, right? It's a recognition mm. of of these believers who are united, uh, you know, gospel mission under the under the leadership of the officers established by the New Testament. Because yeah. if you can't recognize it, if you can't see who these people yes. are aren't, then how can you? But have... can't you just see it by who shows up? I mean, isn't that recognition enough? They're there. They've been there for twenty years. Is, well, I think are, are even they not members of the church. Even in the and even in the New Testament, we see that there are different kinds of people showing up to the assembly. Yeah. So you've got uh, you've got Tommy just walked in. What's up, Tommy? What's up, Tommy? Yeah. So we're uh, hey, nice edit right there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're recording at the at the cigar shop in case you guys hadn't caught on. So. Um, even even Paul talks about there being outsiders, non-Christians, walking into that assembly uh, and encountering what's going on. Yeah. So we're going to have different kinds of, of people there that aren't uh, covenanting, committed, believing yeah. uh, people. And I think that you know, there, there's, a lot more, there's a lot more to it. We're going to walk through, I think, some of that as we, talk, as we talk in detail here. But I think to, just to say what it is— uh, we can quote uh, Jonathan Lehman in one of his articles. We'll link to it in the, uh, in the show notes. He defines membership this way. He says it's a formal relationship between a local church and a Christian that is characterized by the church's affirmation and oversight of a Christian's discipleship and the Christian's submission to living out his or her discipleship in the care of the church. That's awesome. So I, I think what you said and what Lehman says is the same thing, that we, we can talk about whether it's biblical or not, but what it is is recognizing that there are certain people who are accountable to a church yep. and the leadership there who work together with all the others for one purpose, one great purpose, which is yep. the being, uh, being disciples and, and making disciples. But it's also, though, in that, in that uh, definition, it's also then people that the leadership of the church are covenanting to disciple and yeah. to care for and to shepherd and I mean, we've seen that, you know, where at times the elders kind of step in or they're invited in or they step in. Yeah. Uh, based on the situation. To encourage, to correct, correct. Yeah. Uh, individuals who are under the care of the church. And I think this is one of the big problems in like a lot of evangelical churches. Membership is entirely one way. It is, oh, you're going to join, these members will join the church, and you're going to give your money, and you're going to serve, but there isn't the same investment from the The church leadership towards them. We're going to love you, care for you, pastor you, shepherd you, and when necessary, correct and guide and restore you. So I think that that needs to be uh, emphasized, that that this is very much a two-way street. So now, when you say that, I I think of, 
some churches and they're, I, I don't know if I want to call it uh, misunderstanding of okay. membership. Yep. Where membership is not, it's not like, you're not really a member. You're you're a spiritual member. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so am I being no, am, am I a little on the nose there? Yeah. With that? What, what you're talking about are <laughs> there are some churches that are um, they have membership, but it's it's not any kind of real membership in yeah. uh, in terms of the organization. So like members in in a church have who have a like a nonprofit organization who operate as a as a five hundred one c three. Their members can vote on certain things. And so some churches, which are strictly elder rule, and I say strictly because even Presbyterian churches, which have elder rule, yeah. in, incorporate congregational voting and participation. But there are some churches um, that have absolutely zero involvement from the congregation. So technically, they are spiritual members in that they are committing to the whole, but they are not technically members of the organization or the institution yeah. in, in such a way that they can vote or have any kind of say in what's happening. Or even, for some places, visibility. Even I'm talking about visibility like on financial, uh, on the financials and things like that. Oh, yeah. They don't get, they don't get to see what's going on. They don't know who's getting yeah. paid what. Members or, get to see what's going on. And no, if they're no, actually a member, they don't. Exactly. Yeah. If, if you're only a spiritual member, yeah. then you're not really... Yeah, there's only two or three members. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little on the nose. <laughs> okay. I know what you're talking about. So, like at our church, um, you know, we're a congregational church, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about congregationalism and its bad and good forms later on. But one of the things that uh, that we definitely do at Redeemer is is we disclose everything, like everything. And we're like crystal clear about even salary. We don't do we don't lump all the salary in one and make people guess who's making what. Yeah, we yeah. disclose these leaders, these these. Uh, Elders, pastors, uh, ministry assistants, they are making, this is their salary. Exactly. This is their housing. This is how it breaks down. Um, because we, we really do believe that it is um, the responsibility of the church as a whole Yes, to care for each other, which means the elders care for the people, but the people are also caring for staff elders. And so and they not, need to yeah. know what we're doing and, and what, what we need. Some churches pay their, their pastors very, very little, yep. and that needs to be adjusted. Um, some pastors are paid way too much. Now, that's... That's, that's a way, separate that's discussion. A, that's a way. That's a minority situation yeah. because most most pastors do not make that much. Most pastors make uh, less than they could yeah. in the secular world. But we like to let people know what's going on. We like to be as transparent as possible. And, and it's not only just the salaries and the housing and things like that, benefits, whatever you want to call them. Um, but people also see every single line item. Everything is broken down. Yeah, they know what we're spending on what. Exactly. They know the budget and they know how much if people have gone over. And if there has been. If there is something going over, there's a special called members meeting to say, hey, this has gone over. Yeah, if it's significant. If it's over, significant, yeah. here's why. Now I go over. I go over on a couple of my line items. I'm not even referring to you. No, I think you were about thinking this. about it. I was it, not though. even you thinking. Were in your head, you were thinking that I go I was over. Not I know what you. you're thinking. I was not thinking okay, of you. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some people like Joe go over. <laughs> and <laughs> you got to have a special called members meeting to let people know, hey, here's what happened. And, and actually, that's never happened with Joe. Well, he's gone over, but he's never. Uh, but other people, or not other people, other ministries, we've had to say, it's gone over, we've been over budget, here's, here's why. why, here's where the money's going to come from. Do you approve, as members, this, yeah, how this adjustment this? to our budget? Because the members vote on the budget every year. Exactly. So why don't we talk about that real fast, as far as, as for church membership, uh, what, do, what is it, what do they get? Like, if, I don't know how to say it like that, but like, what, are they, what are they able to vote on? 
and I know we're going to talk about congregational later, but I just want to give a, a yeah. really All right, well, brief. It, it depends on the church. In some like Baptist churches, they vote on everything from the color of the carpet to whether we're going to have pews or a projection. Well, can't I? Can't I vote? I want. I want purple walls. Okay, you I don't like get a say at Redeemer. Like you kingly. do not get a say. I feel like that's priestly and royal. That that that's going to tacky and gross. Bring in. Okay. The, the, the kingdom? King Jesus. No, no, it won't. King it Jesus definitely, it's purple. No, no, no. Purple and gold. No. Oh, my goodness. No. What's like a crown royal bag? Yeah. See? <laughs> you, I think I you were in Canada a little too long, Jimmy. I think that's what that means. Fair enough. That's pretty good. I didn't right. even think about that. Uh, half the people right. aren't going to get that. Um, all right. So at Redeemer, as a congregational church, we basically, as, as a congregation, vote on three different things. Uh, we vote on... Pews? No. No, we pulled out the pews and put in chairs. We didn't ask. But we did have to uh, vote on money that would be spent on the refurbishing of the sanctuary and all of that. So here's what we vote on. Number one, we vote on leadership. So elders and deacons um, are, are ultimately voted on yeah. into that position by the congregation. We'll talk about how that works later. Uh, we also vote on um, membership. And by membership, I mean those who are coming into the church and those who are leaving the church. So if someone has to go through the church discipline process all the way to the end, that comes to a church vote. People coming in, church vote, uh, that sort of a thing. And then finally, we vote on the budget. Yeah. And so <clears throat> we don't uh, we don't have the whole congregation uh, put together their two cents about what we think the budget should look like. The elders put together a budget. We present that budget to the, to the church, and they have weeks and weeks to look at it, to review it, and then uh, to discuss it if they have any insights. Yeah. And they have. They've offered insights and helped us fix it and improve it exactly. before. Made it better. Um, and then we had to discuss it, and then we vote on it, and then we go. In over 10 years, we haven't had any dissension nope. uh, with that stuff, but we have had improvements because the congregation would say, like, why don't we change this? This doesn't yeah, make sense. Yeah, why don't sense. we invest more here? Right. It's good. You know, whatever. Yeah. So those are the three things we vote on. We do not vote on – so basically, uh, if, if, if the elders decided we're going to paint the walls of the church purple – because Jimmy somehow got in there and poisoned Purple the Purple and gold, y'all. Um, all we would have to pull that money from a line item, or we'd have to spend pr- private money to do it, and uh, the church wouldn't necessarily have a say. But even in um, those areas where uh, we do have the freedom to act and make decisions as elders, we try to communicate and yeah. we try to really be careful that we're we're not just doing things unilaterally without talking and, and communicating, but that we also uh, get insight and input from people along the along all, all the lines of decisions that we're making. So going back then to Jonathan Lehman, right. and uh, I just want to uh, read his definition again of church membership. He's going bald. Go ahead. <laughs> church membership is a formal relationship between a local church and a Christian characterized by the church's affirmation and oversight of a Christian's discipleship and the Christian submission to living out his or her discipleship in the care of the church. So, I mean, first and foremost, when you hear that definition and when we're talking about uh, church membership, I mean, is that even a biblical thing? Yeah, that, and that's the question. There are, a lot, there are some blogs out there dedicated to hating on Nine Marks mm-hmm. uh, and Reformed guys or New Calvinism in particular and all these things, and they don't like membership. And the reason they don't like membership because is because— they don't like accountability. no. It's because they have seen abuses happen where where membership is in place. So some people are super sensitive and even, I think, pendulum swinging to the the opposite side when it comes to membership because they've seen 
it go badly. And so we can talk about that. But um, I do think this is biblical. Yeah. Anytime you have a biblical principle or guideline, uh, you can. What's up, Jim? Anytime you have a biblical guideline or a principle, uh, that can be faithfully executed and carried yeah. out, or it can be abused and mistreated. Absolutely. So, um, first of all, when we're talking about membership, one of the things we're talking about is uh, our elders, pastors, or church officers, they have the responsibility to care for specific people. There are people that they are yeah. tasked with teaching, uh, uh, discipling, uh, disciplining, like all of this we see in Scripture. In Hebrews thirteen seventeen, for example, it says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, mm-hmm. for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that will be of no advantage to you. So even here, the, it, it's, you know, the, the author of Hebrews is exhorting the, the local church yeah. uh, and, the, and the people in that church to obey, to, there's, to submit to the leaders that God has established over them. So clearly, there is a relationship within a particular group of people yeah. that is characterized by um, some sort of, I would say, covenanting and accountable relationship. Absolutely, and I think there's also then, uh, part of that then is if you know who's in and right. who's all part of the church, you know and you're investing in people's lives, then you know uh, who needs encouragement and who needs correction. And you're better suited then and yeah. able to, to help address things and help people and help shepherd people along in struggles that they're going through. Right, and what you talked about, like knowing who's in, yes. clearly in the New Testament they knew who was in. Um, they kept track of the numbers. Uh, they would say, oh, 2,000 were added mm-hmm. to the church that day. Um, and that's, this is, I mean, the, especially in the first century, the way that the, the New Testament talks about uh, churches and, and Christians, you know, being invested in each other in these local congregations. Yeah. There was this, there was, it, was, it was joined to the church, it was baptized, it was, it was a significant event. So they knew who was in and they knew who was out, right? So exactly. church discipline sometimes ends with removing people from the fellowship. So if you can remove them, they can be admitted. Exactly. They're, yep. they're, I, I, while it's not spelled out like a textbook, it's not spelled out like something that would... Um, it's not spelled out like a nine marks article because that's yeah. not its purpose. A lot of this is assumed in the New Testament exactly. writings. So what we do have, though, are, ex- are, are clear examples and descriptions of how the New Testament church operated from leaders having authority from members submitting to that authority insofar as it is biblical and yeah. wise. And you have people that were joining the church and people who were uh, sent out from the church in cases of church discipline. So I do think that it is uh, a, a biblical process and a biblical principle. So Joe, March 11th, I know it feels like it's a long way away. What's going on March 11th? Oh, my gosh. I'm getting texts all over the place. Oh, man. I was like, why is he so sad? I'm talking about something really good right now. All right. So March 11th is the uh, conference. Conference. Confessional Confessional Piety. Piety. All right. So the Confessional Piety Conference is going to be amazing. And we want you guys to register. You can go to our website. There's a link up at the top. If you don't remember that, just go to doctrineanddevotion.com slash conference. Mm -hmm. There you can read about what's going to happen. Dr. Jim Renahan is going to be there teaching. I'm going to be there teaching. We're going to talk about the use of of confessions in the life of faith and the life of the church. We're going to see how it's related to uh, the life of godliness. 
and we're going to be giving away custom journals for everybody that's there, books, uh, video downloads. For the first 200, yeah, the yeah. first 200 uh, registrants. Yeah, they're going to get it all. Are going to get it all. They're going to get journals. They're going to get books. They're going to get the digital download. They're going to get... They get to hang out with us after if they we're want gonna, to. We're going to hang. We're going to hang listen, out in La Vida after. We've got people flying in from different states. We've got people oh driving. Goodness, I couldn't believe it. People are coming in. Now, what if somebody can't get in? Their schedule's too busy. How can they How can they be a part of the conference? Well, they can head on over to the store, and they could still uh, get the digital downloads. So after. you can order the videos from the conference. So you even if you can't be here with us, which is going to be awesome, yeah. you can at least get the content and watch that. It's going to be really, really good. One of the things that we're doing, though, uh, this month is we're going to be giving away uh, some books from Reformed Baptist Academic Press, RBAP mm. or RBAP. Now, they are putting out some of the best theological work right now, yeah. and uh, you just I would say buy everything by RBAP that you can. But what we're going to do is we are giving away two sets of the following. We're going to give away a, a, a book. In, there's a series of books that they are writing right now called Recovering Our Confessional Heritage. And these are really small books that are easy to read. Um, one is called A Defense of Confessionalism. The next is called The Covenant of Works, its confessional and scriptural basis. And then the third one is called Associational Churchmanship. So you're going to get those three if you win this giveaway. Man. And we're also going to. Can gonna, I enter? No. I only read the second one. I want to read yeah, the other two. Yeah, no, you're, uh, you can't enter. You've got to buy them. And then the other one we're going to give away. Do I away. get a discount? Do I get free shipping? No, you don't get anything. Ah. God Without Passions, a primer That's a good by one. Sam Renahan. That's Jim the Man, Renahan's son. Sam, not the man, Renahan? I don't know, because his dad is the man. Sam the child, Renahan? No, I wouldn't say that. Sam's super smart. So, um, we'll get, so we've got, basically, we've got two sets of all four of those books. So if you want to register for a chance to win these books, you have to join our mailing list. Yep. That is the only way we are going to explain to you how you can enter. So we are going to announce via our email list how you can enter and mm. what you need to do. Mm. And uh, th so we're not going to post it on the, on the blog. We're not going to tell you on the podcast. Got to be a part of our mailing list. And that's going to be good because we're going to start to roll out some features just for email list yep. subscribers. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll be... Throwing in some other swag. Who knows? You never know. Uh, you never know. Depends on, uh, just depends on a couple things. We've got a couple things lined up that we're trying to get, and uh, if we can get it it's done gonna in time. It's going to be good. So uh, head over to doctrineanddevotion.com, click the sign up button, yep. sign up, and you will be on our mailing list, and we will let you know how you can join, I mean, how you can enter to win uh, the books. It's going to be really good. Perfect. All right, so, man. So why do some people, like, why do they reject church membership? Like, there's some... Yeah, like why? Why do people reject it? Why do people fight against it? I feel like in our culture, it's not a membership right. is not really a thing that we really seek after. It used to be back in the day. I, I mean, we talked about this with Brian, Pastor Brian, right? People would, you know, be part of the Moose Lodge or they'd be part of some other society. Or they, 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 you had these membership clubs and for community, for community. And I feel like we're not really doing that. I don't know. Membership today is more utilitarian. Yeah. You know, it's more, what am I going to get out of this? Exactly. Um, now, you, there is community. Like, I know guys at the country club, and, and they have a good time there. Like, I don't know guys from the country club, like, because I'm not in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know guys who go there, and they love the social aspect of it. There is a sense of community there, but it is very much pay to play. Um, I, I think the reason that, I think there are uh, three reasons people are, uh, tend to reject church membership. Right, There's go. probably more. Number one, I think um, there are bad examples of, churches yes. who exercise membership, right? Yeah, you know, no, we've seen that even in the news and, and 
uh, <clears throat> out there on blogs and stuff, people sharing about some, I would say, just terrible, horrific experiences Ab- abusive. of abuse from the church. Yeah, so churches that do practice membership. Uh, some do it wrong. Some do it wrong. There are bad examples. And so I think, you know, some people who have been burned, they're like, yeah. I don't want to have anything to do with that. I'm not doing the church membership thing because I got beat up by yep. a bunch of pastors. Um, which is really no different from somebody saying, I got beat up by a bunch of people at church. I'm never going to church again. Yeah. Um, I would say it's important to establish whether or not this is a biblical principle or not. Yes. I think other people are, um, they're just anti-authority. I, I, we, we, a lot of us don't like authority. Uh, we tend to push back against yeah. it. Um, I've never, I've never been a fan of authority. Oh no, you can see it in Joe. Just, it's like, eh, oh man, it is so eh. awesome to watch. If someone's telling him what to do, and he's like, I, I ain't doing that. Yeah, it's like, well, if they, if they, if they actually have the authority to tell me what to do, I'll do it. But, uh, but it's just authority in general. I think for a lot of Americans, we just tend to bristle, and yeah. the idea that I'm going to be held accountable, not too much fun. Well, yeah, it goes against our like our sense of democracy or a sense of like. Independence, uh, independence, right? Autonomy. Like we, we, yeah, we, we fought for this. We fought for our right for freedom. No one tells me what to do. Yeah, and I think this this hyper individualism yep. uh, carries over into that. And then there's just this general like anti institutionalism, where you know people have have a bad taste in their mouth uh, regarding institutions. And when churches are seen as institutions, and by the way, local churches are institutions. It's not a bad thing. No. Um, but even no, that, no, the church is not the building; it's the people. Yes, that's that's true. That that's that's true. Um, but we're not talking. We I just don't want church shouldn't be institutionalized. Not why do we have just this religion? I want relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's sort of what an institution is. It is this. Uh, Carl Truman has a has a really good explanation of this in his book, The Creedal Imperative, which we're giving away at the Confessional Piety Conference. Mm. Um, We've got, uh, and I don't have it right in front of me, but he has a good section in there on this anti-institutional kind of uh, mindset that people have. And, it, you know, an institution is merely uh, an organization that has some sort of structure, yeah. uh, some sort of hierarchy and principles upon which it operates. Uh, that, that's a local church. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's totally fine. Now, we've seen institutions as these cold, uh, me- mechanical uh, you know, uh, businesses that, that tend to exploit, right? We think of, uh, you know, institutions that in, in, our, in our culture or in our countries that have really proven themselves to be yeah. untrustworthy. So I think, so I think there's, there's, those are at least three reasons why people tend to reject membership. And the, the big one for a lot of people is they haven't really studied the issue. Yeah, they haven't thought it through why it's important. They, they just, they know, well, I don't see Paul telling people that they need to f- join local church membership classes and so they kind of go from there but but if if we we believe it is biblical we see these principles the church recognizes who's in and who's out they're covenanting together they're held accountable they have all things in common why is this important why does i mean just because something is biblical doesn't mean that it is as important as something else why do you and i view this as something and all of us at redeem review it as something that's important well i think um what are some general ideas? General ideas. I'm thinking discipleship, right? Like I'm thinking of uh, in Ephesians 4, right? Let me find that here. Hold on. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Here you go. 12 to 16. Uh, to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And it's talking about leadership, right? Like the, the call upon leadership. So to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness, 
in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So I think part of that is our own discipleship. It's, it's our own, uh, we're growing in that, in the measure, in the stature, the fullness of Christ, right? Like there's a maturity there so that, and, and there's also protecting our doctrine, right? What does it say here? Uh, so you're not tossed to and fro. Mm-hmm. You know, but can, but so some people would say like, okay, I agree, but why do you have to have formal membership for that? Why can't you just? Well, because I think part of that is you're covenanting together to say, here's the thing: is I can go ahead and as a, as a leader, let's just let's just go that route, right? Uh, there's accountability then, because for church members, there are people we could say things to and and, and correct and 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 encourage and and challenge. But without that formal church membership, there's only so far we can go together. Right, yeah, it's like um, by, by membership, we mean this, this agreement mm-hmm. that, uh, that we're going to be together in this, that we're unified, we're one people, we're one family, and like you said, uh, we're going to work together uh, according to biblical principles. Yeah. That agreement then is you part of that agreement is you saying yeah when i'm when i'm getting it wrong i want you to tell me yeah you need to step in and and say something to me and we've had that conversation just even amongst ourselves sure. as, as friends um where and even with like pastor brian you know I, I know i've said to pastor brian and pastor brian said to me like no kid gloves yeah if you see something you need to say something right so i i, I think that you know it, it, my understanding of the new testament is they, they didn't talk about church membership in the way that we talk about church membership, but there there wasn't any concept of people being Christian who weren't a committed, covenanted part of the local assembly. Uh, that, just, that, that didn't exist, whereas today you can just kind of come in, check it out, you can yeah. be there. You know, but it's smorgasbord. You know, it's kind of like going like I'm going to go to a, th- this game and I'm going to I'm going to root for the Bears and I'm going to have a Bears jersey on. But if you were to take off your Bears jersey and then put on a Green Bay jersey, uh, which would be bad uh, in, in where, we're, where we're at. If you were to do that, uh, no, what's the big deal? Yeah. You're just there. You're participating. You can change teams. You can. There's no accountability. I know it's a silly example, but the point is, is when you're especially because the Bears are terrible. Oh, the Packers are rocking it. I know. What's that guy's name? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I hate that guy. He's awesome. He is amazing. Keep going. So, uh, but are they going to the Super Bowl? Uh, they're they're moving on. Are they? They're moving on to the next right. the next stage. All right. Are the Bears going to move? Are they got a chance still? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so, but when you're a member, you're saying like, no, I I I recognize that if my doctrine goes wacky, you're going to yeah. call me on it. If, exactly. if I'm mistreating my family, you're going to call me on it. If I'm and so, yeah, I, I, th- I think you're right. It, it, membership uh, ensures discipleship. It, yes. it, it, it encourages good doctrine. And there are dangers from not being a member. Um, you know, the danger is being, uh, well, you're, you are essentially saying, I, I don't need others in my yes. life. I think it's a prideful thing. Yeah. And I, I, I don't like saying that because I know people that are not members. And, but I do think there's... There's something underlying behind that saying, like you said, I, I don't need this. This is not of value. I don't see anything that I'm. So I think, one, it's prideful. It's saying it I be. don't need it. It can be prideful. Thank you. But I also think, though, it is. Uh, 
I want to use the word arrogant. It like, can be. It can be arrogant. Like I, I don't. There's nothing of value here that's of use to me. And then I also think it can be uh, consumeristic. Yeah. Because I can come and go as I please when I want, and no one's going to tell me otherwise. Yeah, I think I think it's possible that it could be any of those. Um, and it's also possible that it's just they just don't know. They haven't figured it out, so yep. they're 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 airing on the side of no membership, uh, and but it's because they they just simply haven't uh, studied or they and some people of course have studied and they're not consumeristic. Uh, they're, maybe their hearts are not yep. proud and they just disagree with the principle. Yeah, and they think and now in my mind there's some kind of a disconnect there. So there are there are good people that don't believe in membership, um, and and we're not we're not. Uh, slamming yeah, and everybody. Some of those people have had that bad experience in the past, right. and they're wary to come back in. And I get that. Right. So, if you were, if we were going to say just a couple of things to people who are a church member, um, what would you say to them? Because like a, a lot of people yeah. are, are actual church members, and it doesn't mean very much to them. Yeah, I would say press in more. Right. What does I that would, mean? I would say just because you were voted in. Uh, I feel like you might be a member on paper, right? Uh, and you show up once a week. Um, and you, I feel like that's not really what membership's about. I feel like membership then is actually engaging in the life of the church, actually engaging with others within the church. I think membership is about uh, being part of community groups or Bible study groups, whatever you call them, uh, missional communities, whatever they are. Uh, I think membership is about investing in each other's lives. So you're investing in others and they're investing in you, right? Right. Like, um, so I guess I would say press in more. I, I, yeah. I would say get to know uh, other members, get involved in community, get involved in discipleship. Figure out your spiritual gifts and serve. I and think that's begin also serving. serving. Begin, like how can you, you know, so you, you invest not by only going in in order to be blessed and to be encouraged, but you invest in order to give. You know, you you ought to be. You're like, oh, I don't know anybody. Okay, mm -hmm. well, maybe your church is a little antisocial. Every church has a. Maybe your church is not as open and friendly as other churches. Okay, well then you can be the agent of change. Yeah, start right. start inviting people to your house. Start uh, getting together with people. But Jimmy's Jimmy's advice to press in is on point. Like we need to. We need to be very active in our membership so that we are being mutually edified by one another and moving forward with the mission that God has given the church yeah. to, to make disciples as disciples. So now, Joe, there are people that are not members right. that are doing all those things. They're, they're, they're involved in community. They're serving. I know some members or some, some uh, regular attenders that have such a heart for people they are they're investing in people's lives uh they're being invested in they're serving they're always the first ones there you know to and they're just but they're not members what would you say to them it would really depend on who i'm talking to because you know some people their conscience and their thoughts have just kind of led them to a place where they don't want to join so at redeemer we have some people that are there and they are very much a part of the church we love them and they're not members now sometimes it's a theological issue yeah like that, and all we can do is say, we love you, we know that you're here, we know that you're committed, and uh, we're, we're great. But there are limitations in terms of what we can do for them in certain areas. Um, I would encourage them 
to uh, to be as involved as they can be and to continue continue to study the study the the issue. Um, people that are just kind of on the fence or they're leery or they don't yeah. know or they're unfamiliar with it. My my counsel to them would be, listen, uh, the local church is is the people of God together. And one of the ways that we actually know that we are together is by joining via a covenant. Um, now, I, I think in any healthy church, you can leave anytime you want. You, yeah. You're like, hey, I, I'm out. I don't want to be a member here anymore. We're not going to hold you back. You can, you can go unless you are currently already before the fact under church discipline. Yes. In which case it may be more complicated uh, for a person to leave. But in general, uh, we want people to, to willingly join together and commit to one another. It, it's, a, it's a commitment that we're making, and it's not totally unlike marriage, where you know one of the problems that we see with young people, well, not just young people, but one of the problems we see with young people is you know they start dating, and then they start cohabitating, and then more than likely they're sleeping together. Mm-hmm. And they're getting all of these benefits of what is generally true of marriage without the commitment, without the accountability. And that creates a whole host of problems. So, you know, church membership is saying, no, we are covenanting and committing together formally to be for one another and to work together for these principles. And if you can't do that, then you've got to ask, well, then why am I really here? Yeah. Why am I really here? So I would just encourage people to, um, to strongly consider it and to talk to people who are members. Talk to members in that church and ask them, why should I be a member? What, what good is it? And, and talk to them. And I think you'll find, because if you talk to the pastors, you know what we're going to say. Join. Because And you might think, well, that's your job. You're trying to get people yeah, to join. Yeah. Um, but so talk to members and see what they have to say. Big thanks to Justin Bond of J. Bond Media, the audiovisual wizard of Doctrine and Devotion. If you've got any audio, video, or photography need, hit up jbondmedia.com, and he will hook you up. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo. You can follow us on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. Uh, you can head on over to the website uh, where we have a Contact Us page. You can also sign up for the email blast. Uh, you're going to want to get on that. Uh, you can also hit up the online store where we've got hoodies, T-shirts, uh, videos, as well as conference registration. Get in on that. Get in. Uh, if this podcast is good. It is. And you and, well, I think it is. It's very You can good. go ahead and leave an honest five-star review over at iTunes or whatever your podcast provider is. And pod, what? And fresh pod every Monday. Oh wait, wait. Monday and Thursday. Yeah, Monday, okay. How do you fresh not know this? I don't know. I had to remember. You fresh schedule everything. How do you not know, know it's Monday and Thursday? Fresh pod every Monday, Thursday. We got blog posts up every Wednesday, and pretty soon some special email content oh, for that's our gonna... email subscribers. Oh, we can't talk. We can't tell we about can't, you. Can we tell you anything? We tease a little bit. You can tease a little bit. Go. All right. Well, I'll just put it this way. Uh, this is going to be an encouragement to you. That is more interactive. Yep. A little more interactive than the podcast, and it's going to help you devotionally. How about that? Perfect. All right. And it's only going to be for our email subscribers. Yeah, you ain't getting it if you ain't on the email. What? Later. Later.